0: The little boy was between them and the baby and would stop the baby and stop them and start backing the baby up. Lady wasn't vicious. She just had herself a little responsibility that she was taking care of. Lady was a good dog. Um, It was Lady that would always bark and warn whenever the coyotes were getting too close to the house. And one day the man of the house saw heard heard lady barking early in the morning that strange yipping sound that uh, that was the telltale bark that there was something a foul around the place and it was early in the morning and the man arose and and looked out the window and went out on the porch and found where the dog was barking and, and looked in the direction that the dog was barking and sure enough, there were a couple of those coyotes that had killed one of their uh, pet dogs just sometime before. And it was cross, They were crossing together under a, a fence. The man decided, I'm going to meet those coyotes at that fence tomorrow morning. So the story goes, and it's a true story, early the next morning while it was still dark, he rose up, got his guns, locked lady in the shed, struck out across the field just a couple hundred yards from the house, settled down. He thought about taking a flashlight, but he knew that the, that the, daylight would be coming on very quickly. And felt like, well, he didn't need a light. He'd be able to see good enough just in the gray twilight that was quickly coming to be able to to make a, a killing shot. And so as the gray light of day just barely began to cover the field, he heard a rushing in the grass and the twang of barbed wire as some animal was slipping beneath the fence and he knew this was the moment. And he waited and then he could just see the silhouette of the coyote, its back, its ears, its long slim muzzle as it was running through that tall field grass. And it jumped on the trail and it headed right straight towards the man. The man waited knowing. I can't see good enough to actually sight a bead, but he saw good enough to know what it was because he had already been able to distinguish birds and rabbits. When the coyote got just about 15 steps from him, he lifted the gun to his shoulder and in one motion, clicking the safety off at the same time, fired the shot then leaped to his feet. Story goes he was very excited. He was happy. Because he had finally paid them back for killing that pet of theirs. And They prowled around the house every night. He hadn't been able to get any of them. They were too slick for him. He ran over to pick up his prize, reach down into the grass, and to his shock, laying in the grass, was lady. Jesus said this. If you'll look in your Bible in Luke chapter 11. Verse 33 of Luke chapter 11, he said, No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. Then Jesus begins to bring it home. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Obviously, Jesus is talking about the spiritual man. Not your hands, your flesh, but the spiritual man, the spiritual body. He said that the light of that body is the eye. And if it's single, he compares it to a light that is set in the middle of a room in verse 33. That all that come in may see the light. And he says if it's single, then everything's fine. The whole body is full of light. But he said if the eye is evil, and he makes a comparison there in 33 to a light that is covered up. A light that is not put in the center of a man's spiritual being. A light that is put to the corner. A light that is shaded or jaded. And he said that light is no longer light once it is. tampered with in any way. Resisted. Shaded. He said, but it becomes darkness. Then in verse 35, he says, Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. In Genesis chapter 1, my Bible tells me in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Then most scholars agree that something terrible happened between verse 1 and 2 because verse 2 says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. This parable or teaching that Jesus gave gave us to me is one of the most poignant of all analogies. It strikes uh, so clearly to our hearts and to our senses and to our ability to grasp. Because without light, everything, I said everything without light, is in a state of utter chaos. It's in a state of confusion. When the world was in a chaotic condition, the first thing that God did was He brought light into the situation. He brought light into the picture. Because without light, nothing functions properly. But everything is in disarray. And it's that way in our lives. It's that way in your life. Light is not debatable. It's not subject to the college professor's analysis. It's not subject to some religiosity and pursuit of men's own imaginations and traditions. I'm sorry. I know there's people that have said, I've been born this, I'll die this. But light is not subject to what you were born with and what you'll die with. Light is light. And there is one light. Jesus said, I am that light. He said, the whole world lies in darkness. I am come a light into the darkened world. He that believeth in me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life. And John 1 says, And he was the true light. And he was the life. And he was the light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Well, that may be fine for you, but that's not fine for me. If you're in this world, and i got news for you, you're here. Every man that cometh into this world, there is only one true light that can light you. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. In another place he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? There are many that call his name. He said, but you do not the things that I say. The psalmist said this. He said, thy word is light. We need that light, church. We need that light, guest. We need that light, backslider, sinner. You got to have the light without the light, without taking the light personally, you individually as a living soul and setting it in the center of your life and living according to the light, you can be assured of nothing but chaos and ultimately eternal damnation. I'll never forget one time when I was just, I was 19 years old and. I had never been as sick as I was. I, for the first time ever, came down with a a throat infection that was a combination of strep and a few other things, and I'd never had that before, and I didn't know that, and we prayed, but I didn't have faith to get healed, and I didn't know to get a hold of some, some antibiotics, uh, you know, just take care of it, no problem. and, uh, and And I let it get worse and worse because I'd never been it, it, like this before, and it got to the point where I was almost delirious and I was sick and and finally i was I was recovering and and I, I was down in St Louis in fact, I was on my way moving to California, and I was single and and all alone, and was down there with some friends on my way to California and I remember uh, my friend's mother said, "Well why don't you sleep in the?" The room in the basement. Now, around here, I think you have basements. But back in uh, the west, they don't have many basements. They don't build them. But out here, we build them because of the storms and, and what have you. And, and you know how it is in a basement. Friend, when they turn the lights off, especially when they go down there and uh, build rooms and bedrooms and make them into little rec halls. Friend, when they turn the lights off, the lights are off. You can't see your hand in front of your face. You can stand there and let your pupils dilate all you want to. You're not gonna see nothing. And I'll never forget. It was it was the night that the fever was breaking. And I was I was at the point the highest point of the fever. And I was laying there, and I remember I'd been drinking the fluids and and uh, taking the antibiotics and saying, "Oh." God help me get over this. And I went to sleep, and it must have been about 2 in the morning. I woke up. And I woke up in a pitch black room. And I had no idea where I was momentarily. I couldn't even have told you my name. All I know was that I was in a strange room. I forgot that I was in St. Louis, Missouri. I forgot that I was sick. I knew nothing except for that I was in the midst of darkness. And I remember my mind immediately, it took off and I thought, I've been captured. I'm someone's hostage. I'm in a dark room and I thought I must have been slugged in the head or something. And I'd read enough Louis L'Amour's that I knew. <laughs> it's a true story. I got to keep my cool. So in a cat-like feet, I eased down to the floor. Muscles like coiled steel, tensed, ready to spring. I remember I started feeling my way around that room and I was moving slow. I was waiting for any minute something to hit me any moment and plus if I was a hostage I didn't want them to know I was awake and I was going quiet and I thought I'm gonna get out of here. When I find the door I'm busting out of this place and I mean and I started feeling my way around and at first I couldn't find a door and then I ran into something I thought what is this and I felt it and I thought okay so they got me in a room I felt a dresser and, and, and in the darkness I was still I was if somebody if somebody if one of those poor friends of mine had been sleeping on the floor in that room and jerked up grabbed me by the leg or something we'd have probably had to bury him, but I'll never forget I felt my way along and finally I found a door when I found that door I remembered hold the door knob tight turn it slowly don't let it rattle then in one motion so the hinges wouldn't creak I just pushed it open as smooth as I could it was still pitch black. So I stood there. But something kept getting my attention. Because I thought I'm not seeing thing. But then I thought I right. am. And then I realized I'm staring. Right across this room there are two eyes looking at me. There really were. And I remember thinking I don't know if this is man, beast, or devil But we're fixing to tangle. And I remember feeling my way along that door jam. Because I knew there's got got to be a light here somewhere. And so I didn't move. And I could just see. I could just barely discern those orbs looking at me in that pitch blackness. And I reached around and sure enough, I felt that light switch. And I thought, here it goes. And I flipped that light switch on and I got ready for the fight of my life and I was staring eyeball to eyeball with myself in the bathroom mirror. glad I didn't jump on that devil in the dark you see the moment that light flashed on you uh, you couldn't have said one thousand and one and I remembered everything everything became clear to me I've been sick St. Louis. Betty McGavick's basement. I'm in the spare bedroom. Boy, I'm feeling a little better. (laughs) A lot better. But you see, the light made all the difference in the world. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The end thereof are the ways of death. That's why Jesus said, he said, take heed. He said, no man, when he hath lighted a light, puts it to the corner of the room, puts it under a bushel, but he puts the light right in the center of the room. Pastor Elder, I am convinced today that there are more people on their way to hell who've got a light lit, but they don't have it in the center of the room it's just a convenient religion it's just a little convenient christianity it's just well i like this teaching in the bible uh, the, the the word of the lord warns us paul said there would be those that would be ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth ever expounding and expositing on things of God and all of them are true and yes yes they are good food and yes when you learn of those things they they are so refreshing and yes they do something to the spirit of a man it's uplifting because it is it is God it, the word was made flesh and by his word we draw near him and God God is merciful. He's much more merciful than we are. He knows that eternity, once eternity begins nothing can be changed as the tree falleth, so shall it lie and so many times many times uh, people who have who have had a experience uh, of some degree with God uh, and, uh, and are living according uh, to some portion of the light. Uh, the, you think God is just going to kick them out because uh, they don't line up and put the light in the middle the room. No, eternity's too long. Hell's too hot. The Spirit of the Lord keeps drawing, and there are those that resist. They stay with their own little comfortable way. They stay in their own little pattern. They want just enough light so they're not there in the total darkness, scared out of their mind, wondering what's going to happen next. But they don't take the light and they don't put it in the center of their heart, and they don't open their whole soul and spirit to what thus saith the Word of the Lord, and they haven't submitted themselves unto the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ when they look into the word of God and they see the teaching and the preaching of the apostles in the New Testament and how they fulfilled the commandments of the Lord Jesus Christ and how they preached and what they preached and the experiences that all those early Christians had they say well maybe that was for them that day but friend there's only one word of God there's only one Bible we only have one light and we must all come under this light we must hold this light in the center of our heart. I am, just, I am just as concerned about my salvation as you should be about yours. I serve God in fear and trembling. Do I go around scared all the time? No, I'm not talking about that. But I realize he is the creator of heaven and earth. He he is not indebted to whatever tradition I may have been taught as a child. I want to tell you, there came a day when as a young man, uh, all of a sudden I didn't believe it because grandma believed it. I didn't believe it because mom and dad were this. Uh, All of a sudden, I began to seek out God in my heart. uh, And I began to search the word of the Lord. And I want to tell you, it was an awful time for me when all of my foundations all of a sudden started shaking. But I got down in the word of God. I said God I gotta have the light I gotta have truth thy word is truth thy word is light and I began to take that light and I said where is it and once I got a hold of it I put it in the center of my heart and I still fear God I still fear God and I pray and say God help me to walk in your light God help me to please you. God, help me to see the right way. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27 says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. Jesus said out of his belly, he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his belly, John chapter 7, shall flow rivers of living water. And this spake he of the Spirit. Again, we're speaking of the spiritual body. As chosen by his divine wisdom to light the spirit of man with his own spirit. Uh, and that to be the candle. I'm telling you, and, and, and he didn't just, it wasn't just, it wasn't just a, a, a one-time experience. The Bible says, and it wasn't just something that we can stick like a badge, or, or hang it on a wall like a plaque. Uh, but the Bible says that searching all the inward parts of the belly, or if you please, of the man, of the spirit, uh, of the heart. Uh, God doesn't just want in your Sunday morning Did you hear me he doesn't just want in your pocketbook he wants in all seven days of the week because every one of them is a day that god made and the bible said we should rejoice and be glad in it oh that men would praise the lord give thanks unto him enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise he wants in what you do he wants in what you think. He wants in the way you in the in the manner of speech that you have. God wants in everything you do. He wants in the way you dress. He wants in the way you look. We are holy, sanctified, separated unto him. That's what the word of God tells me. He called us out of darkness into his marvelous light that we should show forth the praises of him who called us out of that darkness. There's a whole lot of good people going to hell in the twilight. A whole lot of good people going to hell in the twilight. There's only two conditions of the soul and Jesus made those plain. Either the candle's in the middle of your house or maybe you've come into a place that you say, wow, this is rather uncomfortable. And the light lights up, and the light says, you can't talk this way. You say, okay, I won't talk that way. And the light lights up and says, you can't dress this way. And you say, hold it, that's not convenient. And the light lights up and says, you can't go where you used to go. Some say, okay, some say, Well, let's wait a minute. And the light says, you can't indulge your sensual passions. People withdraw. They withdraw from the light. But I'm telling you, the 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 spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, and He lights that. And the Bible says He walks through. If you please, He's walking through every part of your house, every room. And He goes in a room, and there it is. There it is. A room. A room that is. The carpets are stained, and the walls are marked with hatred and resentment. And the candle says candle says, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. The candle says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, meekness. The light of the Spirit says, You should endure wrong patiently. The light of the Spirit says, Return good for evil. Reward no man evil for evil. And you begin to shake and you tremble because you know you has done wrong. You know who put that stain there. You know who marked your walls. And the light says, "Forgive men their trespasses, as I forgive you theirs." But was it He said, "Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors." And then reiterates it with, the, with the trespasses. You know what He's saying? Saying, "Lord, help me to forgive other their, their wrongs, because I have committed wrongs." But all we see is me. But yeah, I know I've done wrong, but but this is the wrong i'm hurting with and they did it or he did it or she did it or they all did it or fate did it or life did it oh no wrongs 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 they're just everywhere and you got to take the light you got to say god i'm through carrying the grudge god i'm through carrying the bitterness and the light keeps walking through and it walks into another room and the windows are broken out and the foxes of lust have been coming in and out of that room and you can smell them you can tell it's a vile filthy room and and the light shines in there and you want to drag the light out of that room and say yeah but I haven't done anything yet yeah but I haven't uh, committed the great sin yet but 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 the sense the press the the atmosphere uh, it's like a scent that lingers uh, it's it, it's been there it, it's a it's a vile room and you you want to get the light out of there and slam the door and say let's go on down here to my to my sitting room uh, where I go to church uh, and where, I, where I've not done anybody wrong and, and where I try to do other people right and, 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 and you want to go, you want to go where you're comfortable with the light but the light has got to be set in the center of the whole house mm. in the twilight in the twilight things can look mighty deceptive in the twilight it's mighty hard mighty hard fact spiritually it's impossible to make the right decision it was always in the evening i don't know why he chose his time but our little boy david hunter he would write when the evening came and the stillness was settling across the countryside where we lived i would hear him dragging that chair across that linoleum floor and i knew what was coming because it was a almost a ritual that he went through regularly he'd been doing it for months and months and months. And I'd hear him grunting as he pulled his chubby little body up on the chair. Lay there on the seat of it on his belly. Then grab the back posts and pull himself up on his knees and stand up on his feet. Then I'd hear that cheap aluminum window sliding back in the frame of that double-wide mobile home out in the country. Then he'd lean out over the sill, Out across the porch and he'd start calling. Lady. Lady. Lady! But the elder would make my scalp prickle. He'd lean his little body back in, turn around and look over at his daddy sitting on the couch. He'd say, Daddy, is lady gone bye-bye? I said, yeah, son. Lady's gone bye-bye. He didn't know daddy had to bury lady because daddy thought I'll be able to see good enough to shoot. And guess what? It was good enough to shoot. I saw good enough to shoot. And I thought I was doing the right thing. And I thought, it looked looked like the right thing. I can see, preacher. No, you can't. No, you can't. And for months, and a year later, and a year and a half later, and until we finally left that house, I'd hear him drag that chair across that floor, push that window open. Lady, lady. He never knew until he got a little older what really happened to lady. The twilight is when you think you're all right and you're not. Twilight's when you think you've got time, but you don't have time. Twilight is when you believe you're okay, but you're not okay. You say, well, I believe in God. Satan does too. He trembles, the Bible says. That's not holding the light in the center of your life, sir, ma'am, mom and dad. Young person, we've got to put the light in the center of the room. We've got to humble ourselves before God and pray from the depth of your spirit for whatever his word says, not what I'm comfortable with, not what I'm used to. But God, light me. You're the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Light me, O oh God, light me. <laughs> spirit of God is calling some hearts this morning. The Lord has lit your spirit today. He's speaking to your heart in a way that nothing else in this world will ever be able to talk to you. This message, God has tried to pull the shades off. He's tried to pull the shades off that you've tried to put over that light. He's turned on the floodlights. Tragedy is imminent if you shrug it off. Friend of mine, you can look down at things that you've done that are completely irreversible. I stood in shock and I looked down at lady and I thought there's nothing I can do to change this now. I can't reverse it. It's done. And God impressed on me the light. I am the true light. If any man covers the light, if any man thinks he can make it in the half light, he doesn't put the light in the center of the room. Going to be the destruction they're going to look down at things that they can't reverse let's all stand to our feet some of you you're already looking at the wreckage of a life things that if you could do them over again you would do them over because you haven't walked in the light because you haven't held the light in the center of your heart This morning, this morning, I wonder who will take that candle that is lit in your spirit right now. That you know what a rare treasure it is in a world of five and a half billion to have the Spirit of the Lord speak to your heart and delight your spirit and say, Come on, come on, let me talk to you. Let me walk through your house with you. I didn't come into this world to condemn the world. I came because you were condemned already. I came that you might have life. That you might be healed. That you might know joy and peace. Righteousness in the Holy Ghost. I came to give you hope. I came to turn that around which was headed down. A place to pray. There's room at this altar. Be sensitive, saints of God. Pray, pray right now. There's souls that are hanging in the balance. There's souls that are hanging in the balance between hell and heaven. They're standing at the precipice of eternity right now. Pray, church. Why don't you come? Why don't you come and seek the Lord?
1: Will do. Come on.
0: Come on, backslider. Not just Come on, husband. Come on, wife.
1: Come on, mom and dad. Love your
0: What's it going to take? Tragedy.
1: All Children lost.
0: Destroying their bodies on drugs. All on their way to hell a wreck of the light what's it going to take what's it going to take for you to realize you got to you. have the light you got to have the light you got to have the light for life you got to have the light to make it to heaven Coming come on home. come on don't harden your heart again come harden your heart against his mercy don't
1: harden your heart against his loving-kindness don't harden your heart against the light oh pray church oh Don't resist it, sir. Don't resist it, sir. We know your needs.